0: That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach, with your people, and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com/slash AI for all. Now streaming, only on Disney. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and those who don't identify as either, you are listening to Ratchet and Respectable with Demetria L. Lucas. Oh my God, I'm so tired right now. Like, I just got back from the gym. It's 10.13 on Thursday night. I should have been recorded this podcast. I pussyfooted around the house all day doing a bunch of nothing, trying to avoid the gym. Like I detangled my hair, which I hate doing twisted it, which I also hate doing Cleaned the house, which I hate doing Cleaned the bathroom, which I hate doing. I did a bunch of everything in order to avoid going to the gym only to like decide somewhere around like eight o'clock that like, you know what? You have to go. You have to go. I've been working out consistently. It'll be three weeks on Sunday. I'm nine pounds down. So I'm seeing the results, so I'm not mad at it, but my God, I'm so tired. Like, my body is tired. I so didn't feel like going today, and I had to go on this Instagram page and look at people's before and after. I had to go on Angelique Miles' page, because she's, like, over 50, and her body is freaking amazing. She walks around in sports bras and tights and, like, bikinis all the time. And I was like, can this be my life? I'm moving to a tropical climate. Can this be my life? It could be. If I get up and go to the goddamn gym, which is what I did. I had to go scroll through a whole list of inspirational quotes. It took a lot to go to the gym today. I found that meme that's like, you can't be mad that you don't get rewards for work that you didn't do. I had to do this whole hype myself up. It took like 45 minutes and I was like, just go. Just go. Just walk to the gym. Even if you only work out for 10 minutes, it counts. Just do something. And then I went and I did like a full workout with like kettlebells and everything. Like I I did more than I usually do. It's a good workout. I'm tired as fuck, but it was a good workout. I've also now ordered wine. Wine is like grapes, right? It's like I'm eating grapes. It's like fruit. It's healthy. Like one glass. I swear these drizzly drivers know my name by now. I order wine weekly. Don't judge me. Not a lot on my plate right now. Like more than I ever talk about. But there's a lot. There's a lot going on. A lot. Speaking of a lot, people have lost their goddamn minds this week. Future? I mean you, Trey Songs. I mean you, Mike Tyson. I mean you too. Somebody else. Dandy Newton, I think she might have too. Who else? There was somebody else. Dandy, Mike Tyson, Trey Song, ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky. I'm just going to give you a heads up. I'm going to talk about these folks a little bit later in the episode. I just want you to know that my my respectability politics is flaring. All of a sudden, it doesn't pop up often, but when it does, y'all y'all probably will not like some of my comments during this episode. Just heads up, heads up. But we're not going to start there. We're going to start. You know what? This is an interesting list. We just going to start at the top of the list. Netflix. I keep reading all this hype about Netflix. Two hundred thousand people have unsubscribed from Netflix, and it's sending the stock plummeting, and it's in a frenzy. And Netflix is talking about adding commercials. I swear for God, if Netflix has commercials, I'm not watching that shit. I pay extra on Hulu not to see commercials. I guess that's probably the point. They're gonna charge like the regular rate and then add commercials and then charge people an extra rate for them not to see commercials to make up for this like two hundred thousand. I don't know if Netflix knows. Like, I hope their CEO like you're gonna you're gonna be fired next year if you do that shit, because because people are going to bail. Can you imagine? Watching the ultimatum, you trying to get your good binge on and they start showing you commercials? Oh, no. Oh, absolutely no. You know what I'm not understanding about this Netflix thing, though? You know, Netflix has something like, I was on the phone with my dad earlier today and we were talking about Netflix. Netflix has something like, conservatively, 220 million subscribers worldwide. Do you know what 200,000 subscribers is to Netflix? I mean, it's significant. I mean, you're, you know, multiplying it by 14. Because I think that's what the, the Netflix monthly rate is. But you understand that like 200,000 isn't even 1%. It's one-tenth of 1% of Netflix subscribers. Just like put that in perspective. So like you hear like, oh my God, 200,000 people have like dropped Netflix. I feel you. I feel you. But it's literally one-tenth of 1%. Maybe I don't understand business like I thought I do. But one-tenth of 1% is, I, we're, we're excitable over this? Okay. But their stock is plummeting because stock is based on emotion. People panic and sell and freak out and the stock plummets and then like, oh no, never mind. There was nothing to panic about. Okay, we'll buy back. What? It's kind of how the stock market goes. <sighs> oh, and good black news, this is like the only good thing on the list. Everything else is like pure shenanigans. Cause again, people have been acting up this week. Shaq. Shaq did a in a podcast interview. With Meow. You know who Meow is. The guy who was talking shit about Russell Wilson. And then we found out a week later that he likes to role play as a stray cat. And his wife likes to be an old lady. He goes and lays down on the porch and crawls around and shit. Him. He was interviewing Shaq on his show. And he asked Shaq something about his divorce from Shawnee. You know, they were married for a really long time. They have five kids. And he tried to blame shawnee along with Shaq, and he was like, you know it's a it's a, a marriage and a divorce and basically his his thought process was it takes two to tango, so like you know you did things, okay, but like she did things too, right, right, like he was really like you know, trying to throw shawnee in there, and Shaq was like, you know what, you know what? I've never really talked about this publicly before, and he was like, it was me, it was really me, and he was like, I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do, and he was like, what she was doing like as a wife as a mother, as keeping a home, as running the corporate part of it, like she was doing what she was supposed to do. That was me fucking up. That was like shit. And it's not even like the most profound thing to say. I mean, like to take accountability for the things that you've done wrong and not throw the other person under the bus. It's a very basic thing to do. It's so rare that that we hear men do it. Let me speak for myself. It's so rare that I hear men do it that it really feels like something When men do what I would say, you know, when talking to men, they would say otherwise. When I have interaction with my my women friends, I feel like they're very quick to take the blame, even for things that aren't their fault. They're just like, well, you know, he did X, but I should have done the Y, and I should have done this, and I should have did this. And, like, my shortcomings are what made him do X, Y, Z. Women are, in, in my understanding, are very, very quick to, like, blame themselves and take accountability for shit that's not even theirs to take. Apologize for shit that, that they have no reason to be sorry for, because, like, you didn't do it. So when I heard Shaq do that, I was—and I'm not, like, not a Shaq fan. I'm not, like, a Shaq fan, if that makes sense. Although— I have a very interesting Shaq story. You wanna hear my Shaq story? When I was like, I don't know, maybe 13, 14, I could have been 12. It was the first year that Shaq got signed to the NBA. And my family and I came to LA, probably for something with my dad's job, and we were staying at a hotel in Century City. And we were like the only Black people at the hotel. And we were having breakfast one morning and this guy comes over, this huge, gigantic human comes over and asks my dad, he's like, hey, I have these roses. Is it okay if I give them to your wife? And my dad was like, huh? And he was like, let me explain. I bought these roses for my mother. They're so beautiful. She can't take them with her. She doesn't want me to throw them out. So would it be okay with you if I gave the roses to your wife? And my dad was like, oh, okay. So Shaq went and got the roses and brought them to my mom. And then we all took pictures with Shaq. I haven't seen the picture in years, but I know it exists. I think it's me and Shaq. And then it's like my mom and my dad and Shaq. I think his mother might be in the picture too with the roses. So there's like a whole backstory to it. I'll see if I can find it. I definitely don't have it in my phone. My parents have it at the house somewhere. So that's like my Shaq story. I liked him. I think I like him so much better now. That in between his like terrible dancing on YouTube. You know what? His heart is in it. And I'm not going to make any criticism of it. Singing, they say make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I guess he's making a joyful dance unto somebody. I'm not quite sure who. But he seems joyful. And I don't want to say anything negative against his spirit. He seems to be in some sort of like healing place. So good for him. You know, don't take accountability for shit. Future. Future's on the cover of GQ. And the headline is the greatest rapper alive. And I was like, did all the other rappers die? Has someone checked on Jay-Z or, or Andre 3K or Kane, Rakim, Scarface, Kanye, Drake, Black Thought, Lauren Hill? There's a long list. Future? You can't even understand what the mofo is talking about. He mumbles. I mean, this is part of outrage marketing, which I totally admit I'm falling victim to in this moment. GQ puts this, you know, superlative on the cover, calling Future the greatest rapper alive, which automatically encourages people to debate whether he is or whether he's not. So you end up talking about Future. It's great marketing for Future. I didn't read the article because it's about Future. I'm going to assume he has a new project coming out soon because that's how people usually end up on covers. I think GQ has, you know, great marketing. But also, I'm like, yo, your credibility looks crazy right now. Future, the greatest rapper alive? There's got to be at least like 20 people who need to die before Future can even be in the conversation. Even in Atlanta. You're not even the greatest rapper alive in your own city. Why am I getting this worked up over Future? And the cover is like the least craziest thing he said. So again, without reading the full article, because I, I, I can't. I can't read like 2,000 words on Future. I just, I can't. Not even for the purposes of this podcast and being like well informed, I can't. I'm sorry, I failed you here. I can't. Like I've seen tons of articles about what Future talks about in the article, and then like video that he did is it to accompany the article. Apparently, Future believes that of his is it seven baby mamas or eight? At that point, doesn't matter. But between his seven or eight baby mamas, or actually, let me show respect, mothers of his children, he notes that he's never had. More than one child with a woman. He's not with any of the mothers. So that's eight broken homes that one man has created. Okay. He went on to say that all of those women were toxic. And I was like, all of them? All of them? Best case scenario, I'm going to speak to him how men speak to women. When women are like, "All oh, my exes ain't shit. Guys be like, well, you should have chose better. Future. You chose, you chose, you chose eight toxic people. What's wrong with you? You don't have no gift of discernment, none whatsoever, none. You're a grown ass man. You're almost 40 years old. No, no discernment. And let me be the first to say, I too have made bad choices. I also am blessed that I never procreated with any of those bad choices. So I'm not tied to them for the rest of my life. I believe in condoms. They're healthy and good. He might want to believe in them too. Don't create an eighth or ninth broken home. Try not to do that. Worst case scenario, sir, you're the common denominator. You may be the toxicity. So maybe they are toxic. Maybe, maybe you're absolutely right. You have, you have chosen all toxic people, but you don't think maybe you're toxic too? Maybe, maybe there's something fucked up about you too. Better help is here to help at the very least to to, to help you understand why you keep creating children with toxic people and why you have like an aversion to condoms. It's, I, it doesn't make sense. And he's on this shit for like 20 years. I want to say like the oldest kid is something like 21, 22. I was like, so you've been on this bullshit for two decades and ain't learned shit. He said he wants to get married, though. He said he thinks it would be nice to, to raise a child or two with his, his wife. And I believe he said it would make it more special. And I was like, sir, I'm just a random person reading this article. The, the women he impregnates, the child support he pays has absolutely no effect on my life whatsoever. I'm just I'm just a, a bystander and observer. Right. But I'm like, do you realize that like the mothers of your children will read this even more important here? The children. Like, you're sitting up here talking about, like, you're going to marry somebody and you're going to have, like, two or three kids with this person and it's going to make it more special because you'd be married to this person. Did you ever think, like, how your children would feel hearing that? That, like, you want to have, like, this this more special thing this with a wife because their mothers are toxic, one, and two, less special? That would totally make me feel like shit if I was his kid. And he's not like some 25 year old with the lack of forethought who just got his first big cover and isn't used to talking to the press and just says like asshole things and has like no forethought whatsoever. I'm like, you're grown, bruh. Black men in general don't live that long. You're actually middle age for a black guy. And this is the shit that comes out of your mouth in interviews. And again, it's more outrage marketing. I mean, that's all that whole GQ bundle, whatever, which is toxic within itself. You say these outrageous things and then people react to these outrageous things. At what cost? Because, yeah, like some random girl is talking about your album on her podcast. Okay, And maybe people who are interested in you are like, oh, okay, he must have a project coming out and go and look for it. What is the cost to your actual personal life? Like your day to day, this affects people I should care about. And I'm thinking of the children or the relationships you got to deal with with their moms. Especially for the really young kids, because he's got kids that's like, I want to say his youngest is like, what, one or two? But like, you say these crazy things, and then you have to deal with your children, and you have to deal with the mothers of these children. It's worth it to promote your album, to throw literally your family under the bus? Yeah. Speaking of throwing your family under the bus, do I want to talk about DJ Envy's wife? Or do I want to talk about ASAP Rocky? Let's go to DJ Envy's wife. Let's break up the fuck boys real quick. So DJ Envy and his wife, do they have a book coming out? Is that why they were doing this interview? Let's check. DJ Envy wife. They have a new book coming out. It's called Real Life, Real Love, Life Lessons on Joy, Pain, and the Magic that Holds Us Together. And they did an interview with The Shade Room about the book's release. Um, Hold on real quick. I just had to pause the taping to go get my wine and then pour myself a glass. But as we were saying, DJ Envy and his wife, they had this new book coming out. They did an interview on the shade room, which, you know, they shady. So they wanted to discuss a particular chapter in the book. And again, I'm reading this on men's health. And it's called the chapter, Faking It in a Relationship. In this portion of the book, the couple reveals that Casey, that's DJ Envy's wife, faked orgasms for a full decade of the couple's relationship they are high school sweethearts and they've been married for two decades so like you was having sex with this man for 10 years and you didn't say anything it's not it's not so unusual a lot of people don't say anything there's an orgasm gap for a reason we talked about the orgasm gap before you know what the orgasm gap is right It's the idea that in heterosexual relationships, women aren't having orgasms very often. I'm looking up the exact stats right now because I want to make sure that I get it right when I tell it to you again. So when heterosexual people have sex, it's a 52% orgasm gap according to psychology today. When a cishet man and a cishet woman are having sex, men have an orgasm. 91% of the time. And how often do you think women have orgasms? Cishet relationship. 39%. That's a problem. How you getting yours, but I'm not getting mine. So when we talk about DJ Envy's wife and not saying anything for 10 years, she ain't alone. It's a lot of people who aren't telling men that their dick is trash. So in Gia's case, which she shared on The Shade Room, and she says, I'm sure many women can relate. I'm not one of them. I will tell you. Like, did you come? No. I'll tell you right after I didn't come, i.e. you got to do something, use a finger, use a mouth, use a toy, something, but something got to happen. That's just me though. She says, you want to reward that man for hard work. And the only reward you have to offer is an orgasm. But even if I didn't feel it, I would still be performative. So yes, I was faking it. She goes on to say that her husband was doing everything a man could do to please her, which Covers a bunch of stuff. I think we can, all, we can all infer what she means. But she says, ultimately, she didn't know her own body to communicate her physical needs during sex. And so this all came to a head during an argument, which is the most terrible time to, like, you know, say something. Because people be like, oh, you just said that because you're mad. No, I said that because I haven't had an orgasm in 10 years. What? And I've been faking it the whole time. What? But they had an argument. And she said, well, you know, I don't be having an orgasm. Actually, that's DJ Envy quoting what she said, and I was like, "No, yes, you do. I hear it." And she was like, "Yeah, I'm faking it." And he was like, "Every time," and she was like, "Yeah." As soon as he said, "I hear it," I was like, "Bruh, you, you're, are you familiar at all with with the female anatomy? Because you shouldn't just hear it. You should, you should feel it. Like, there's a physical reaction when a woman has an orgasm. It's not just like, oh, I'm making a lot of noise. There's like a physical." reaction like there should be some throbbing and some clenching and some juicy like just something like you you have no you didn't feel anything all you heard was noise like bruh bruh DJ Envy said the revelation quote and unquote crushed him he said it hurt me because I thought I was pleasing my wife you hear all these stories about women talking to their girlfriends like, ooh, girl, he was so short. Or, ooh, girl, he ain't doing nothing. And I feel like they laughing. And now I feel like that's what my wife is doing. She was. She was. She was telling people you were a good provider and you were a nice man and that she loved you. But she was telling people that the dick was trash. Her friends were trying to comfort her. I'm just telling you as was a woman who people talk to. Like, yeah, that happened. Gia admits that she did weaponize, which is, this is not good behavior. This is angry behavior, but this is not good behavior. She says she weaponized the fact that she wasn't sexually satisfied during their argument to hurt envy, adding that she believes in part. Remember, I was just talking about how women take accountability for shit that's not their burden to bear. Exhibit A. She says she believes that her saying this to her husband is in part while he was famously unfaithful in their marriage. I believe it was more than once. They're talking about an incident from 2012 and then another incident in 2018. That's not important with who it was with. 2018, they still together. I guess they worked through it. Let's move along from that. But Gia says, me doing that was very detrimental and it put into effect the fall of a series of dominoes that hurt our relationship in the absolute worst way. It was actually one of the reasons why he cheated. Mm. So let me, let me get this straight. He has trash dick and you're unsatisfied for 10 years you finally tell him, argument or no, but you finally tell him I'm not sexually satisfied and then now you're taking on the blame for him cheating? <sighs> folks folks do a number on themselves sometimes. This is another example. Say you need therapy without saying you need therapy. Like, is this issue really resolved? This, this cheating issue that happened in their marriage? Because you taking the blame for your husband cheating and your husband blaming you That's how y'all resolve the reason why he cheated on you? Again, this ain't my life. This ain't my marriage. This ain't my business. You know, every week, every week lately, we've been talking about shut the fuck up. It's free. I swear, I need to bring those t-shirts back. I just don't have time at the moment. Like, I understand y'all want to write this book and you want to put your lives out there and you want to tell people, you want to tell people about your lives. I, I think under the the guise of maybe you just like to overshare, maybe you think you're helping people. Now you just got people looking at you crazy. I wish them the best. It's ignited a very interesting conversation about women and their sexual needs and how it's okay to ask for what you want. Because I think a lot of women don't think they deserve good sex. I think they think that that's something that's the domain of, of men. Like men have to be sexually satisfied and that's how you, you know, get a man or keep a man or whatever. But like sexual satisfaction is for men or, you know, sex is something you have to please your man I'd like to think that that way of thinking is no more. But then I read the comments section of of people who are discussing DJ Envy and Gia and and the orgasm gap. And it's, it's it's yeah, yeah. A lot of women don't feel entitled because men feel very entitled to have an orgasm. If, if a man doesn't have an orgasm during sex, like he, it's like, what the fuck? But women don't. It's actually very simple if you know what you're doing and quick if you know what you're doing. Our friend Ashley. You know Ashley. Sex Ashley. Friend and filth Ashley. She's been on the show before. She's on a new show on Bravo. Let's look up Ashley's page real quick. Sex with Ashley on Instagram if you're not following her. Ashley be coming up with the craziest shit. And I'd be like, girl, what are you talking about? Love Match Atlanta. That's the name of the show. But there's a clip that's circulating from the show. Of course, Ashley's in it. Ashley showed up to meet her matchmaker. And the matchmaker was like, okay, well, you know, what kind of things are you you looking for in a man? And Ashley was like, somebody who can sexually satisfy me, he has to have a big penis. That's not exactly what she said, but that's what she meant. They looked around the restaurant and they found somebody was serving a sausage. and, And Ashley was like, like that, that's what I'm looking for. It's a large sausage. I was like, oh, girl, okay. And then Ashley had a bag of toys with her. She pulled out a whip. Is it called a whip? It had like the strings with it. There's another name for it. Flogging, I think that's what Ashley preferred. But she had a whole bag of toys. So the commentary has been that I've seen people talking about this clip and they were like, yo, she's like doing the most like, you know, she's not even talking about character or, you know, finances or whatever. She's just talking about a man who's going to sexually satisfy her. And, you know, if that's her desire is to be sexually satisfied, then she's not going to, you know, find what she's looking for. And I was like, really? Like the idea that a woman desires and expects to be sexually satisfied in her relationship just seems very foreign and far-fetched like people are like of all things to ask for and I'm like if she's not asking for like a billionaire she's asking to be sexually satisfied with a little you know some light kink and people are like well she's not gonna find that is is good dick that hard to come by I mean I know it's plentiful and cheap I mean actually it will pay you to use it but is it not good none of it Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. ASAP Rocky got arrested. When we spoke earlier this week, he was in Barbados with Rihanna. There were pictures of them out on a date. We talked about, I want to say it was uh, The Sun was the publication. It had pictures and they were talking about Rihanna with no draws on and, and her belly out and the skimpy black dress on the date. And I was like, look. You know, they just had this, you know, this huge, not even, you can't even really call it a scandal. They didn't do shit. It was just these, it was just these rumors about ASAP doing crazy shit. And I gave him the benefit of the doubt, partially because I was like, no one's this dumb. You're the baby daddy to a billionaire. Like, you're not going to fuck that up. You're not going to fuck that up, my dude. I wanted to have faith. And then also, I was like, you know what? It's just rumors. This is something I got from Candace Bimbo. Bless her heart. Red Lip Theology. I would rather support someone and give them the benefit of the doubt and be wrong than to attack someone and be like, you're a trash. And then come to find out they didn't do shit. It's something I would want somebody to do for me. I've heard all sorts of crazy shit about myself. And I was like, where did y'all even get that? People be giving whole conversations talking about they saw me at places I've literally never been. I've read all sorts of bizarre shit about myself that never fucking happened. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Just because I would want somebody to extend it to me. And again, he can't be that stupid. Or can he? Or can he? Yesterday, ASAP returned to LAX on a private jet and he was arrested when he landed. He was arrested in connection with a shooting in Hollywood in November of 2021. The story is that he got into some sort of disagreement with a friend. And he fired multiple shots. One of those bullets grazed the hand of said friend. He thinks. I was like, how do you think whether you got grazed with a bullet or not? Like, did you or did you not? This is up for question. I don't know. It could be. I've never been shot at. I don't know. I think it'd be something I would know, but perhaps not. Okay. So he has been arrested in connection with that. What was he charged with? Let's see. He's been arrested for assault with a deadly weapon. In November twenty of 21, like, we're not sure exactly how pregnant Rihanna is. She looks very pregnant. To me, like, she looks like any day now. She did tell Elle magazine, I think, that she was in her third trimester. Just say she's like eight months, conservatively, right? We're in April. In November of 2021, ASAP would have known that Rihanna was pregnant. You know your your girl is pregnant and you got a baby on the way. And you're in Hollywood doing dumb shit like shooting at niggas in the street? Nigga. Really? So his bail was set at 550000 He posted the same day. So he's free. I I didn't read anything about them taking his passport, which would prevent him from returning to Barbados. I believe, just based on Rihanna's interview about how she wanted to raise her baby in Barbados, that maybe she's gone back home to have her baby. I hope he's able to return to Barbados for the birth of his first child. As the father, that would be most important. Look, y'all know I gave ASAP the benefit of the doubt. Y'all know I did. When Rihanna initially announced that she was pregnant and it, by ASAP, I was like, girl, no. And I'm not an ASAP fan. He says crazy shit about black women. I might even call him a socialite. I don't know if I called him that on here, but I did on Facebook. You know what this woman... Posted in the comment section today. And I'm not going to say it any better than she did. So I'm just going to quote what she said. Because it's not just Rihanna doing it. There's other people doing it. She said, uh, let me find this quote. Because I had to DM her and I was like, sis, sis, you said a goddamn mouthful, sis. Did I screenshot it? I'm disappointed in myself if I didn't. And it seems that I did not. Oh, I'm so disappointed in myself. So her comment was, and she was like, "What what is going on with, with black women? And she used the example of Nicki Minaj and Rihanna. But she was saying that it, it applies to like more than just them. They're just like the public faces of it. And she's like, you know, Nicki Minaj married and had a kid with a guy who was a convicted rapist, who went to prison twice, who's facing jail time for not registering as a sex offender. You are, you are like a millionaire. You are famous. You are accomplished. You have, you have set records and won awards. You have gone out into the world. And you know whether you like Nicki Minaj's lyrics or her music or whatever. But she has gone off into the world and made something of herself. Nicki Minaj is a brand TM name. And you married a sex offender? Married and had a kid with. A sex offender? Like you tied your fate to a sex offender? Rihanna hasn't married ASAP. But she's having a kid with him. In a sense, she's tying her fate to him. They got to deal with each other for the rest of their lives. But it's like, you are Rihanna. You are Rihanna. Like, you came from this small island country. And Barbados is dope. It's not like some impoverished island nation. Barbados is one of the wealthier islands. But, like, you came from this, like, tiny island. And you turned yourself into a worldwide phenomenon. Like, even before Fenty and the billions and all that other stuff. You are, like, iconic. Like you sell coffee table books for $100 that are just pictures of your face and your body and your clothes. Like you've made iconic videos. Like you are the soundtrack to people's lives. Like you've made platinum records. You've performed in these venues. Like you've gone out into the world and you've accomplished things that you probably didn't even dream possible for yourself. And it's paid off for you. She's, she's 1.7 billion on the Forbes list. And who you have a kid with Is this guy who constantly says and does like reckless shit in public, no less. Like you've got the interviews where he's talking reckless about black women in their lipstick and then you've got like the other stuff about like Black Lives Matter. Like, don't ask me about that. Like, I'd be up in Hollywood, which is where he was when he allegedly was firing shots at this person. He goes off and gets himself arrested for some dumb shit overseas, literally locked up abroad. And then maybe you just think that, you know, but he's a fluke and I know him and we're friends and he's not who he, you know, presents himself to be in public or he's changed and whatever. And I'm like, well, you here you are is this like iconic black chick. I'm not going to say role model because I don't think Rihanna is necessarily role model, but the people like actually like love, adore and pretty much like respect for like the music, the fashion, the hair, the business acumen, just the overall I don't give a fuck attitude. And like you choose to have this kid with like this dude who just for whatever reason cannot keep himself out of jail. And he's doing this shit at 33, not like 23. I say this too. There's tons of people that see no parts of jail in their lifetime. They they get nothing more than speeding and parking tickets. They're not firing guns off. They're not getting locked up abroad or domestically. Like that's not their life. But this is who you had a kid with. But the woman was asking, and I'm so mad I can't find her quote, even when I go to the page and scroll. She was like, what is going on with black women that, like, we think that these types of men are the best we could do? A sex offender and a guy who keeps getting locked up. And, you know, people were trying to give Rocky the benefit of the doubt all day, and I respect it. I totally do. And they were like, it's a co inspiracy because he's having this baby with Rihanna. Like, people are out to get him. I'll give y'all the rumor from last week. I'll give y'all that. That was unnecessary, and that was stupid. Multiple people have said it's not true. That 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 was low. That part could have been a CO conspiracy. This part? People are like, well, it happened in November and they're just arresting him now. You know that this is like real life, not law and order and it takes longer than like, you know, 45 minutes to like do a proper investigation. You know that, right? A lot of people don't. It's worth being said. And then they're like, well, he's about to have this baby and so like, why now? And I'm like, do you think That a police investigation is supposed to stop or they should take into consideration that like, oh, we can't arrest him now because he's Rihanna's baby daddy. Do you think they care? Why would they? Like the man is firing off allegedly shots in public on streets in Hollywood. That doesn't seem like I'm not going to say he's a menace to society, but that doesn't seem some sort of like menacing behavior, unsafe behavior. And it's also just very interesting to me like why people think an exception should be made for him. You're allegedly shooting off a gun in public. You're shooting at someone in public. You know how reckless that is? But some consideration should be taken into account because he's Rihanna's baby daddy? Really? With a history of doing dumb shit? Really? I told y'all I had some respectability shit coming out. And honestly, in my head, I don't think it's respectability. I think it's just basic common sense shit. I genuinely hope for for more so for Rihanna's sake and the baby's sake than his, that he's able to get back to Barbados and he doesn't get locked up. And this is just a fine or a probation for her sake. And that kid's sake. I hope that he doesn't get locked up. I I say that sincerely. But at some point, he got to stop doing dumb shit. You're somebody's dad. I mean, you're also 33. Like there's a, a time for this shit has come to an end. Stop. Do better. Last thing, people date and marry, self-included, at their level of self-esteem. I must let that hang there. You think about that in your quiet hours. What else? Mike Tyson or Trey Songz? Which one? Well, we be talking about fuck shit. Let's go to Trey Songz. I don't think Mike Tyson actually qualifies as fuck shit. We'll talk about that in a second. Trey Songz, we talked about him last week. We talked about all of his allegations and how Rory, podcast Rory, used to be on the Joe Budden podcast, how Rory, and I played you the clip, when Rory was like, the Trey Songs documentary that comes out someday is going to be worse than R. Kelly, because I know 10 to 15 women that could tell you stories about Trey Songs. We talked about the allegations, the many women who have either pressed charges or accused him of shit over the years, many, say that again, many. That was what, Tuesday's episode recorded on Monday? We're Thursday. Another woman has come forward. She has a video. She's suing Trey Songs for $5 million. She says and shows video of her meeting Trey Songs and him pulling her top to the side and exposing her breasts and yelling something like titties free, free titties, some, some ridiculous shit. I'm like, are you like an 11-year-old boy? You've never seen breasts before? What the fuck is wrong with you? Well, the woman has it on video. There's not really much to deny and I see people saying that, like, oh, you know, if I sued for every time a guy did, you probably should have. Because that's actually, like, clear-cut assault. Clear-cut. So there's that. And then, what's the guy's name? The tall guy from Insecure. Serranus, Serranus. I'm looking up his name right now. The one that was married and then Molly was cheating with him. Allegedly, they had an open relationship. You know what I'm talking about, I swear, that dude stayed pulling somebody's card. Seranus so Jackson, that's such a black name. He plays Dro on Insecure. He did an interview, and he was talking about bitch-ass niggas, and he was trying to talk around it, and then he decided, fuck it. And it was just like, I'm talking about Trey Songs. Oh, he doesn't respect Trey Songs. And again, he called him a bitch-ass nigga. And he said, because, you know, when dudes come to him in step two, he wants to back down but Serrano says he's seen Trey songs be inappropriate with women be violent with women trying to fight women folks is coming out the woodwork remember I said last week and I was like I wonder if Rory is going to be like Hannibal Burris is that the guy's name why can't I remember this man the comedian that started talking about Cosby and then all the people started coming out the woodwork I wonder if he's about to be like the tipping point for that it's starting to seem like so and like some of them I mean some of them be doing crazy like I said have some run-ins. And they do that thing where they were trying to sell this tough guy scene like this one, Trey, Trey Songz. Ooh. Try to press, a f- try to press women, you know what I'm saying? But then we we'll turn down the fade when it came up to him for the fade. Turn it down. I'm not cool with n- like that. I'll try, try to knock out, keep running. But like it just, if he wants to fight women and stuff like that. And that, to me, I can't operate like that. So he did that interview on Guys Next Door Pod. You just heard it. I just played it for you, where he's talking about how Trey Songz likes to fight women. Again, he wasn't going to say the name, and then he was like, ah, fuck it. Again, I'm like, did Rory just, like, open the door, and everybody's about to run through with their Trey Songz story? I'm like, bruh. I was like, that's the second time another man has thrown you under the bus. You know how men, a lot of men, I'm not going to say all men, a lot of men have real issues something is done to a woman like oh like you cheated on your wife you beat a woman you pushed her down the stairs like whatever men be like well you know that's not my life that's not my problem that's not my relationship you know people had their issues blah 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 like it's very blind eye so at the point where other men are calling a dude out on his behavior do you know how bad his behavior has to be for other men to speak up and publicly to be like yeah that's a bitch-ass nigga he fights women I need to say allegedly so I don't get sued, even though I'm quoting from an interview. But still, let's just cover our bases. But also, like, you know, Rory, he was like, I know like 10 to 15 women that could tell a story about Trey Songs, And it's going to be like worse than R. Kelly. Really? Really? Men are talking about you like this in public? It's not just a bunch of women saying like you do this shit. Other men are publicly coming forward saying you do that shit. You know how bad it has to be? It has to be bad for other men to speak up about it. And in public? Let's see. I said last week, we're going to keep an eye on it. Now we're talking about it again. Let's see what happens over the goddamn weekend. Can we get to the weekend without another Trace Song's allegation of violence or assault against women coming up? Let's see. That's the challenge. <sighs> Mike Tyson beat somebody's ass on an airplane. I don't really want to talk about that too much because I'm waiting for more details for this story to come out. I saw the video. I saw the long version of the video. Mike Tyson's on a plane, JetBlue. People were like, why the fuck is Mike Tyson flying JetBlue? I was like, is there something wrong with JetBlue? Maybe he just needed to get to where he was going. He was in first class. But Mike Tyson, there's a video of him like beating this guy's ass. Even in like the longer video, like you can see the guy. He looks intoxicated and he's antagonizing Mike Tyson. And then it just cuts to Mike Tyson beating the guy's ass. And I was like, I want to know like, what happened from Mike sitting in his seat To the guy antagonizing him. Like I want to see the point where like Mike turns around and says something. The guy says something. And then Mike Tyson decides to lean over his seat and beat his ass. When I was talking to my dad earlier, he was like, did he call him the N-word? That's that's something people go to like zero to a hundred on your ass for. Mike Tyson's publicist gave a statement and they said the guy threw a water bottle at Mike Tyson. He was antagonizing him and then he threw a water bottle and then Mike like lost it. So I saw a lot of people saying like this guy like purposely antagonized Mike Tyson and you know, he was looking for a payday and unfortunately like Mike gave him one and could be. I also think the guy just happened to be like drunk and was being an asshole and uh you know, fucked around and found out. I don't really understand though. Like what, what in your right mind? And again, he looked intoxicated. So maybe he, so maybe he wasn't in his right mind, but I was like, what would make you think that, the former heavyweight champion of the world, who is in excellent shape, by the way, whose hands are registered weapons. Like, what would make you think it's a good idea? You know who I'm antagonizing today? Mike Tyson. That sounds like a good idea. Does it? I don't think he had enough forethought to be like, this is a payday. It probably will be. Is something going on with like, how old is Mike Tyson? Let's look at Mike Tyson's age. 55. Is something going on with like, very specifically, like middle-aged black male celebrities. You got like Will Smith, who's had a 30-year very public career of, of not doing anything really crazy or excessive, who gets on stage at the Oscars and slaps the fuck out of Chris Rock. I mean, and this is someone that he knows. And then you have Mike Tyson, who, you know, has been known to do some crazy shit, like bite somebody's ear off, knock people out in like 30 seconds or less. It's for professional reasons, but still. But like, you know, he's been pretty calm for like the last few years. He's a family man. He's on the kissing cam. He's like a cuddly house cat these last few years. He's blushing after he gives a kiss. The man's just happy and in love and minding his business. Just like two weeks ago, we were celebrating how Mike Tyson is living a good life. And we're happy and proud of him for being unproblematic now. He's, he's, he's zinned himself out. He's done, he seems to have done his personal work. He was doing well. And then all of a sudden, he's like, I mean, like beating the shit out of somebody on a plane. What's going on? I swear for God, bubble wrap Bobby Brown. Don't let Bobby Brown do shit. Bobby Brown got a new show coming out, him and his family. It looks like a wholesome, nice show. Bobby looks healthy. He looks sober. He looks clean. He looks in good spirits. We've waited a long time for this version of Bobby Brown. He's been through so much in his life. Please, no one antagonize Bobby Brown. Don't make no jokes about him. Don't make no jokes about Whitney. Don't make no jokes about his children, his wife. Just just say congratulations, Bobby, and let it go. No shady comments. Nothing crazy to Bobby Brown. Just let Bobby be. We are not trying to trigger Bobby. I don't want to see any behavior like this from Bobby. Or nobody else. I want all black men over 50. I don't know if y'all, therapy, anxiety medication, something. Maybe just a glass of wine. Take the edge off like I'm doing right now. Something. But I don't want to see no more black men over 50 or over 30 ASAP. That means you. And Trey Songs, I don't want to see no more drama. Put on some Mary J. Blige. Chill yourselves out. Go smoke like Snoop. The Snoop ain't been involved in no, well, that's not true. He had a gale drama. But that was just chat. Is that where the bar is? I'm like, well, at least he ain't, like, hitting nobody. Because I feel like that's where we are right now. God damn. Maybe he ain't smoked that day. He's usually way more zen than that. I met him once at Cipriani. they upstairs in the VIP. There's a whole bunch of people. It wasn't just like me and him. Um, he'd been on the road for a while and he was homesick. And He was smoking in Cipriani, which, you know, anybody else would have been kicked out. But, you know, it's Snoop. So we were talking. We were having a nice conversation. It was very pleasant, very respectful. We were just talking about like missing his family and being on the road. And it was just taking its toll on him. So he like, you know, lit up and being the gentleman that he was like, you know, he passed and was like, you want and I thought about it in my head. I don't smoke. I don't enjoy the feeling. I much prefer wine over any kind of drug. But he passed it to me. And I, in my head, I was thinking, like, this is going to be a life story. Like, that time I smoked with Snoop. And then I was just like, no. Because I don't know what this shit is laced with and what it takes to get Snoop Dogg high. Because I imagine that's why he's smoking. He wants the feeling of high. It's whatever it is. His version of just, like, a light taupe is more shit than my system could handle. I had this whole rundown in my head after five seconds and i was like no i'm good and then he passed it to somebody else who was sitting nearby because he's like a gentleman And he was like hey like anybody want to smoke and most of us had enough good sense to be like nah like you got that uncle my one friend took the opportunity and was like yo once in a lifetime i get to smoke with snoop so he took it and he pulled and he did like a deep pull and we all sat there and looked at him and was like nigga you about to be fucked up lo and behold Literally 10 minutes later, that dude was knocked the fuck out. Laid out head back, mouth open, sprawled in a chair, out of it, gone. And Snoop was perfectly fine. He rolled up another one and started smoking that. I was like, oh fuck no. I should really put some of these tales in a book. <sighs> Maybe someday. Oh, last but not least. Oh no, it's not last but not least. There's Sandy Newton. Um we talked about her being fired from the film set. And at the time we spoke about this, I didn't know. She's going through a divorce. She's been married for over 20 years. She and her husband are going their separate ways. And I was like, oh, girl, that explains everything. You should have said that from the beginning. You should have said that way back when, when you was talking about dark-skinned women and apologizing to them for you being the one chose. People would have understood. You, you said that crazy shit. And then people would have been like, we well, you know she's going through a divorce. They're like, oh, I quit my last job because my boss was going through a divorce. Like, she was on a terror. She was a reign of terror. And nobody understood why. I mean, she was awful. Slammed her hand on the table and was like, if anybody has a problem, you can see me outside. Really? Really? That was the day I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm out. Literally, that was the day I decided. I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to be self-employed because this is not going to work for me. And then we found out later she was going through a divorce. And I was like, God damn it, had you told somebody you was going through things, we would have been like, oh, you know, like, she's on one right now. She's going through a divorce. I probably would have stayed a little longer. I mean, it all worked out in the end. But still, just told somebody. Dandy. Now, like, you know, her saying that crazy shit about, like, that I'm the one chosen and crying and in interviews and shit. I see where we're going. There's a lot going on with you right now. You're not in an emotionally healthy space. Okay. And then this most recent thing, this argument that alleged happened. She was like, that's not why it happened. I'm leaving for family matters. I totally believe that argument happened. I totally believed you were a raging maniac because you're going through a divorce. It's okay. Like it, it happens to the best of us. The best advice one of my friends gave me, I did a TV interview shortly after I left New York, which is a euphemism for separated from my husband I moved back to D.C. I did this interview for Fox 5. And in retrospect, it wasn't the worst. I usually don't go back and watch myself, but I went to watch it to see just how bad it was. But I did this interview. And then when I left the studio, I I was driving home and I pulled over and cried in the car, like had this full like meltdown. And I think I wrote about it because I was just very transparent about like where I was like headwise. So people understood like, oh, she's going through a divorce. Like if she's a nutcase right now, like understand like there's some stuff going on. Like, be be easy with her. She's a little tender at the moment. But a really good friend was like, yo, you don't need to be on TV. You don't need to be on social media. You need to just go go, go, sort your shit out and then come back. Like, no one's going anywhere. Everyone understands, like, there's things going on. But what you don't need to do is, is be, like, you know, sitting on somebody's panel and acting a whole goddamn fool for the world to see. It's really not the best idea to, like, I don't know, go on Good Morning America right now. And have like a fucking public meltdown in front of millions of viewers. How, don't, how about you sit down? And I was so mad at her at the time. And I was like, this is the only thing I got. Like, I, you know, I have no husband. I have no house. I don't have my furniture. Like, my whole life is in, you know, disarray. And, and I don't know how anything's going to land. And I can't make any financial decisions or emotional decisions. I can't even, like, get my fucking last name back. And she was just like, do you hear yourself? Do you hear yourself? Be, don't go on TV or radio. Nothing that can be documented. Nothing that you can't control. And I was like, okay. So, additionally, I would read that Thandie was going to rehab. She said things that happened on the set of this film. And, you know, she was just having some problems and said that she was going to rehab. And then I read on page six, this is a story that came out on April twenty. They said she's not going to rehab. She's refusing to go to rehab. Instead, they said Thandie has grown close to a young musician after her marriage crumbled, page six notes that Thandie is 49. They say her new boo, he's a singer, is 23. Thandie, 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 Dandy. We, We've seen this story before. It don't end well. It don't end well for you. Let me tell you something. Them 23-year-olds, they got a lot of energy. They got abs. They got broad backs. They don't take too much time to recover in between sessions. I get it. I get it. With a lack lacking skill, they make up for it in enthusiasm. I get it. We've seen this story before. It don't end well. you know what else? Twenty three year olds do run their goddamn mouths. They from a whole different generation. They believe in oversharing. They will use anything from their personal narrative pr- to promote shit. Dandy, dandy, dandy. I'm not saying this young boy gonna do that. I'm saying the odds are not in your favor, man. Nothing good can come of you spiraling from a divorce. And trying to solve your problems on a 23-year-old dick. You need a therapist, ma'am. You said you need rehab. I don't know what's going on. Whatever addiction you're trying to break. But, but you need to go to the rehab. They said all your friends are telling you you need to go to rehab. All your friends are not lying to you. They tried to make you go to rehab. Go, go, go. How old are her children? Dandy was married for 24 years. This young boy is young enough to be her son. He's a cutie. I'm sorry, I'm scrolling this article. I'm looking for uh I was looking for the ages of the kids. Dandy's oldest daughter is 21. She has another daughter. She has another daughter who's 17 and a son who's eight. Ma'am. Your 21-year-old daughter, and you have a 23-year-old boyfriend. And look, and, and look, I'm not mad at a cougar situation. I'm absolutely not. But if, it's a difference between you going through a divorce and, and having public meltdowns and then, you know, going to hang out for 23 year old versus things are going well for you in your life. And you're just like, you know what? I think I'm going to take a young boy with his young abs and his broad back and all his energy and enthusiasm. It's a difference. Finding a 23 year old when you're like, you know, healthy and in good spirits is very different from finding a 23 year old when you're having a mental crisis and all of your friends are trying to get you to go to rehab. Last but not least, and we're not going to go deep into the story because there's just too much. You've been following this uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I don't even know what to call it. I guess it's a defamation trial because they're already divorced. They were only married for, I think, a little under two years. Very tumultuous marriage. But I've been following a bit of this story. And it'll take me more than just a few minutes to recap it. So I'm going to save it. But you want to know what the final straw was? This is Johnny Depp's account of the final straw of when he was like, you know what? This marriage is fucking over. I can't do this anymore. And they've admitted to, like, fighting during the marriage, all sorts of crazy shit. Like, he sent texts, like, saying crazy shit about her. Like, he hopes she dies, like, a violent death. Like, he hated this woman. Someone, Johnny Depp says it was her. She says it was a friend. There's not a dispute over what it was. It's just a dispute over how it got there. So someone, and again, Johnny Depp says it was Amber Heard. He says she shit. Human shit, like literally shit, like, like shit, bowel movement shit in their marital bed. He said, I know what human shit looks like. It wasn't dog shit. It wasn't animal shit. It was human shit in our bed. And she says, it was human shit, but it wasn't me. One of my friends shit the bed. I was like, wait. Wait, your defense is not even the dog, you know, went rogue and shit the bed. Your defense is, yes, it was human shit. You're acknowledging it was human shit, but it wasn't you. It was a friend. What kind of friends y'all got? I I can't imagine anyone, no one that I know, not one single person could I imagine, even in their drunkest of states, They might get too drunk and pee the bed, which again, through all of my 20s and all of my 30s, never once happened. I can't really see that either, but I can make an allowance for that. If you pee the bed, that's like I was sleep and I was so drunk and like in my sleep, I pee. To shit, you got to be like awake and like present. Take off your underwear, take off your pants, pull up a skirt, something, and then squat and then force it out. Like that's not something that just like happens. And that's something you got to think about. Like, you know what? I'm going to shit this bed. Like, you know know what? Let me like eat some cabbage. (sighs) There's so much more to that case. I'm not going to recap it now just because it takes too long and it's really late. I need to get this podcast up and I'm going to be up half the night editing it. But yeah, we're going to save we're going to save that story for some time next week when I can get you all the details because the details are nuts. And again, this whole thing is not even like for divorce. Amber Heard wrote this article after they were divorced saying that Johnny Depp had abused her. I want to say like physically and sexually abused her is what she accused him of in, in an essay for a newspaper. And so he's suing her saying that, no, I didn't do that shit. Why would you accuse me of that? So he's trying to clear his name essentially. So that's how they ended up in trial with these crazy ass details coming out. Absolutely. They absolutely hated each other. I'm like, how did y'all end up married? But you know, folks make all sorts of bad decisions. At least they didn't have kids. It's actually a clean break. Other than, you know, her alleging he abused her and he's saying he didn't. Messy. Messy, messy, messy. Literally. Somebody shit the bed. (sighs) All right, y'all. That's not everything, but it's enough. We'll have a little more next week. If you have not picked up your Ratchet and Respectable merchandise, please do. It is available at DemetriaLLucas.com. I will highly suggest to you if you want merchandise, you may want to order it by Sunday. Order by Sunday. It can go out on Monday. Otherwise, it's going to be a minute. Again, not everything, but it's what we got. I'll talk to you again next week, Tuesday. Okay. Have a great weekend. Bye.